Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. But in this case, I am not weird. I'm with two very weird hungry girls. You're okay that they call you weird. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Great badge of honor. I'm here with Heather again and her bestie Gail, or Gail and her bestie Heather. Mm-hmm. And um, with the holidays coming up, I thought the two of you were the perfect people to sit down and talk with about etiquette for the holidays. Because, Gail, you have taken classes, or you've mm-hmm. taken a course, because you do a lot of... Um, it's your job. Yeah, yeah, it's part of what you're doing, is connecting with people right. and... A lot of formal entertaining. Yes. Yes. So you've taken courses. Yep. And Heather is the best party thrower. So I thought she would have some great tips on how to be the perfect hostess. Well, thanks, mm-hmm. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking like Christmas time, or even like Thanksgiving, whatever, if you're throwing a like holiday parties in between. Halloween party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you love Halloween, too. <laughs> like, uh, do you throw, oh, you do throw special parties at Halloween, don't you? When I you're have, with Dexter. Yeah. And one year it was uh, Rocky Horror. We did Rocky show. Horror a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. done a few, few different theme parties. Yeah, there's really no excuse to not have a party, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean even, even through college and when I was teaching in Massachusetts, we had potlucks at my house quite often. Mm-hmm. There was always something happening, the gathering place. Yeah, so you don't so need to have excuse. a theme. It's just. Gathering, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you send like formal invitations out? Like, does anyone do that? Send like a party, we're having a party time and place and RSVP. I mean, I do it you do 60 times a year for work, for work, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but. Yes, I I do do things like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes though, it's electronic nowadays. Right. Um, you know, just a simple like an evite mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, you know, not that back in the spring we had a fortieth birthday party for me and mm-hmm. did an invitation. Um, printed? Not printed. Okay. Um, but um, I love a good printed invitation. Yeah, it's always absolutely. fun to get something in the mail because mm-hmm. it's so rare yeah. nowadays. I mean, usually the only time you see that is for weddings. Yes. A printed right. invitation anymore. Yeah. I did a printed mm-hmm. invitation for my tenure party. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were like, why didn't you just email it? <laughs> well, yeah, because I like, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it would be special and choosing the design and working through the words and mm-hmm. just right. thought it would be really nice to have. Right. Um, but most of the time it's electronic or informal gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you send invitations out, do you do you give like how much time for a reply for the Generally RSVP? speaking, you should send an invitation within six to eight weeks of the actual event, mm-hmm. and you would like the person to RSVP at the latest a week before mm-hmm. the event, and that is usually the deadline that I give on an invitation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting when Heather talked about you know wanting to send a paper invitation for her tenure party because it was a more significant event. And that's how we look right. at them at work as well. We do a lot of electronic invitations by email, but when we have an event that we feel is a little higher end, a little more significant, those are the ones that we actually do, a formal printed invitation that we mail, and we go through a lot of trouble with the custom design. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, Because yeah. that's that's the hallmark of this is even, this is really special. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What do you do with those people who don't RSVP in time? Um, curse As them silently. Yeah. 
but and then call them on the phone. You always plan to let them or so more anyway. Yeah, you 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 can mm-hmm. always count that there'll be people that don't RSVP on time. There'll also be people who will show up mm-hmm. who, for some reason or other, have believe they have RSVP'd, um, uh, insist that they had, mm-hmm. and you just. As, okay. a, as a host, you just accept that, even mm-hmm. if inside it might bother <laughs> you. <laughs> uh-uh. You know, you just you, you entertain them. Yeah, because that's exactly. What the, the point is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is courteous to RSVP, regardless of whether you are coming or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I find a lot of people don't respond if they're not going to come. They don't respond at all. Right. Um, but I would prefer to have the response, mm-hmm. even if it's a no. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so into the RSVP, mm-hmm. what kind of tips do you have for hosting, especially if you're doing like a small party, maybe like 8 or 12, mm-hmm. up to maybe 30 for the holidays, because sometimes it gets really busy. Do you do you have like any tips on, like maybe you have your guests bring their signature dish, or do you create a menu that is a menu focused around all of your guest needs or do you have people bring things maybe if someone's gluten-free or vegan do you have them bring their favorite gluten-free and vegan dish like how do you put together the menu for an event like that that's a great question Phoebe and something that I think a lot of people struggle with like what about that person who is gluten-free or vegan at the party Mm -hmm. Um, for me I think of it two different ways and this is it's just you know how I would do it if I like to be someone who extends hospitality so I always like to have things there for everyone. Mm-hmm. So someone doesn't have to worry um, about whether they're going to be able to eat something or not. So I try to make sure that I have something that will cover everybody who I know is coming. But that's my personal style because hospitality is my gift and right. I like people to feel welcome, like they're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, you know, a safe, wonderful place where they can come and just gather and be taken care of Mm -hmm. um, and enjoy the party and not be worried about can I eat something or not right you know should I should I pack snacks in my purse yeah just in case um but I know a lot of people like to do potlucks as well and sometimes I do that as well where everyone brings something and then you're certain that everyone has something they enjoy if I want it to be a more formal event I usually make the food myself and I carefully think about what I'm making so that it's things that will either be ready and can kind of sit out or things I can just pull out of the fridge or out of the oven as people arrive so I'm not in and out of the kitchen a million times Right. Um, or sometimes I'll make some hors d'oeuvres that go in the oven and I'll have a second tray that's already made up in the fridge and I'll just have to pop it in the oven right. um, or I'll do things like I usually put out three pitchers of maybe water mm-hmm. iced tea and then a signature drink mm-hmm. um, so that they're there and I'll have an extra iced tea in the fridge, mm-hmm. um, then I don't have to be worrying about being in the kitchen all the time. Unless you have a group of people you don't want to spend time with, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then you can make complicated things, but you want to keep it easy because you want to have fun at that party, too. I think people yeah. appreciate that, too, like very simple dishes Yeah, that aren't like um, surprising. I think not surprising people with um, something that's exotic or, yeah. Well, I think you have to know your crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, like when Heather was talking about either preparing everything or having it do more potluck style, I think if it's a um, more informal gathering of people that you're really close to, I think it really works well to have people bring different things and there isn't the formality of it and you know that everybody's going to sort of like 
what's there. Mm -hmm. If you're getting together a bunch of people who are really foodies and really enjoy trying new and interesting yes. things, I think it works. Yeah. You know, like you were saying about having something that's a little more risky mm -hmm. in the in the food category. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. for me, you know, I I like to be around people and entertain, but actually entertaining in my own home stresses me out immensely, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I entertain for a living. Mm -hmm. But those are, those, are, <laughs> those are situations where I have a catering company that's providing the food. I'm not so much a, a, a cook, and so having to think about feeding people and that I don't have confidence in my cooking skills and that I would probably, you know mess up the food and people wouldn't like it or whatever that actually stresses me out a great deal mm -hmm. um and um and i worry about will so and so be able to no. eat this or that and so. so sometimes you'll call out for help yes like, call, like literally dial up for help yes which is nice because i think a lot of times when you want to host an event like you don't do it because you feel like i can't prepare mm. all of this food or i don't know if my food will everyone will be pleased with it right so it's a confidence thing and i think a lot of people don't think it's okay to call out and right i something. i see nothing wrong with yeah. calling up the, the local place that does you know trays of yeah. you know the the food in the you know the foil you know and if it's a a big thing of a baked pasta or you know whatever um to have that yeah. at a party um is perfectly acceptable in my book because it's all about the people that you're gathering right i think that's what right. it comes down to right and if you can put together that like perfect menu that makes it special right right but it's all about like connecting and not right. being lost in the kitchen then too right so when you're pre-arranging and picking out your menu just mm -hmm. making sure that you can spend time with your guests yes right and i grew up in a family where you made everything it was homemade uh -huh. so i was stuck on that for a really long time and then i realized okay i can i can home make some things but cheat a little bit mm -hmm. no one has to know that you know using puff pastry for instance mm -hmm. you know and putting in mini muffin tins with little different fillings mm -hmm. for appetizers is a quick way to do that or maybe there is a place that has a really great baked good that you want for dessert and you just add fruit on top or like that apple something cake. like that <laughs> like an apple right. cake you yeah. Start, uh -huh. yeah that's right yeah yes. um because, I mean, you have to know what place has something good or decent that you want to use, but using those cheats, as I might call them, help you have a good time and not be mm -hmm. so stressed. Because I'd want to try a new recipe out before my guests came mm -hmm. to eat it. So yeah. that kind of saves an extra step or so. Mm -hmm. Or a great place that has a key lime pie, for instance. Mm -hmm. right. um, and it's just adding those things into the other things you're making makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. What do you send your guests home with? Have you ever like sent them home with like if you have a signature cocktail that you just like print out like a cute little recipe card and send them home with something like that, or do you, do you ever do things like that when you host? I haven't done anything like that when I've hosted personally, mm -hmm. but I do definitely send guests home with a gift when I'm hosting you do? professionally. Mm -hmm. Not um, not typically a recipe card, but um, different <laughs> things actually. I um, have a, a office here nearby in Philadelphia, and uh, a year or so ago we did a Taste of Philadelphia event and had uh, a writer and chef in um, to talk about various foods, and we had these different restaurants bring in one signature dish from their restaurant mm -hmm. and serve. We had like a seven-course meal, and when the uh, at the end of the dinner we had a particular uh, cupcake truck outside um, and so as mm. guests were leaving we sent them home each with a little box of cupcakes um, and um, I've, 
had an event in Boston recently where the goodie bag at the end of the night was a few different local treats, something from a bakery, something from a local, um, uh, like a granola bar mm-hmm. maker, some local chocolates, things like that mm-hmm. as a special night to remember. That's really nice. Yeah. So yeah. keeping it local, um, but thoughtful mm-hmm. and sweet. So you ended up usually with a sweet. Usually with a sweet, something yeah. to go and nibble on on your way yeah. home or, mm-hmm. um, but other times I do just a, just a gift, mm-hmm. um, that might be thematic mm-hmm. to the event. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your pet peeves? Because we talked a little bit before we recorded, or mm-hmm. we pushed um, record, about um, when you're dining out or when you're at a formal dinner, mm-hmm. um, the placement of the silverware, mm-hmm. uh, right. the placement of the glasses. Mm-hmm. What are some of your pet peeves or some of the things you learned especially from this class that you took right. that most people have forgotten or maybe never heard of or were never taught? Yes. I, I mean, I think there are the basics like, you know, using your silverware from the from the out positions in, you know, with the salad fork, and if you might have even a fish fork, and then your soup spoon and your dessert spoon. At the top. At the top, and, you know, things I learned in formal dining training is how to properly eat soup, Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're spooning Mm -hmm. it up, you Mm -hmm. actually spoon it to the outside of the bowl, far from you, and then Mm -hmm. you you sip from the side of the spoon, and you do actually slurp your your soup, which Mm -hmm. I haven't really been able to (laughs) bring myself Uh to do. Um, but just the, the position of your silverware when you're eating right. and indicating whether you're pausing or whether you're finished with your meal. Mm-hmm. And a pet peeve that I have is that um, I find that people in the service industry nowadays don't actually, they're not trained in that. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how to read what their customer is doing. Right. Um, and, and you mean by the placement of your utensil Your on utensils, the plate. yes. Mm-hmm. So, so when, how did you properly learn, or what did you learn is the proper way? Well, when you're still eating, your your fork and knife would be crossed on your plate. Um, and when you're done, they would be side by side together at an angle up to one side, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to in an X. Mm-hmm. And um, But I find that most places don't know that. Mm-hmm. And so they're asking you, are you done, mm-hmm. or, you know... Uh, do you think it's a lost art? In some ways I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's necessary at all times, but mm-hmm. there are some basics, I think, that are helpful, mm-hmm. um, particularly if you're in a dining out situation. Mm-hmm. And um, what other basics do you think? Well, just knowing when you're setting a table which side the drink goes on and right. which side the bread plate goes on mm-hmm. and, um, you know, when uh, you're being served coffee af- after a meal you know, which side to pour from, which side to clear from. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And when you're doing it from, when you're serving at home, I, well, it is very different, I think, serving from home. It is, mm-hmm. and I think in general our culture has become more casual. Mm-hmm. So most people don't have, um, well, a fish, fish right. knife or a fish fork mm-hmm. for serving. We don't usually have multiple layers of silverware. You might have you know, a pie for right. added to your silverware at the table, probably at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you pull out grandma's silver, right. maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh-huh. once a year or twice a year. Um, but it is less formal, and sometimes if I'm serving in a buffet, I will just put the silverware um, right. in crystal glasses there so people can grab what they want along mm-hmm. the way. So it is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more on people's own terms mm-hmm. of what they do. If I'm serving a dinner at a table, a served dinner, then I will set the table completely. And I've been collecting little crystal 
knife rests. So I love the oh, fact that the knife yeah. that mm -hmm. you've used is laying on a knife rest, not on my good tablecloth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never even seen a knife rest. Oh, that's a see? brilliant idea. Isn't mm -hmm. it? So brilliant. that's, you know, that's something that has fallen by the wayside, but just seems like a great idea. Why would you mm -hmm. want that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you lay it on the edge of your bread plate, it gets knocked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it has its own little rest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're someone who has collects linens, too. You don't want them to be ruined. Right. Um, so, yeah. just different, different, maybe less formal ways that we typically Yeah, you know, use I think definitely more. entertaining at home mm -hmm. is much less formal. When I speak of my formal dining, it's usually for a business event. Okay, yeah. so not yeah. formal dining at home. No, no. I'm not yeah. using I eat on a TV tray mostly at home or just holding the plate in my lap on the sofa. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So are there any pet peeves that you have of dinner guests? Like when you, when you're uh, as a hostess? It's probably more personal habits of, you know, chewing with your mouth open mm -hmm. or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, Talking while chewing food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But nothing like, uh, like when I have folks to the house, which I haven't done for a long time, I don't like people to come into the kitchen, like to clean up. Mm. Oh, like if I, I say, see. no thank you, right? I mean no thank you. Go don't. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go enjoy your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. My, it's interesting to say that my mother is very much like that. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want anybody in her kitchen when she is serving a meal, particularly at cleanup time. Yeah. You may bring the plates to her in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. That's fine. She appreciates that help. Yeah. But then just go away because she has her system of doing things, and mm -hmm. she it, it, you're actually not being helpful yeah. by being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's a group effort, but I appreciate that your mom does that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I think, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Particularly if if you're entertaining in your own home, you should be able to make the rules. Yes. And if that is what makes you most comfortable, and I think depending on who you're entertaining, if you know your close friends know that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and that they don't feel like they're being disrespectful, that they're not helping. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's fine. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, for, for me, I prefer that people just enjoy their time. I'm okay if the dishes sit there in the sink till later when everyone leaves, because I want those guests to come, enjoy yeah. the food, enjoy the company, not be worrying about the dishes. I can worry about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's an informal gathering, then it's great if people want to help um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. In our family, we always had the rule for like a general meal that if someone cooks, someone else cleans up. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. But when you have a, a really nice, formal, more formal kind of dinner, mm -hmm. um, I prefer that people just enjoy their time. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with those dishes stacked up in the sink till mm -hmm. everyone till, leaves. Till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Not till tomorrow, necessarily, but sometimes. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So I think these are some good tips for the, with the holidays in mind. That, right. And even if it is a holiday, I feel, still think it's okay to send out like a paper invite. I do too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Why I, I would encourage the yeah. listeners to try it. Mm -hmm. You know, Hostess gift before we go. Yes. Yes. Um, I think hostess gifts are necessary. Absolutely. Yes. And I don't think that a lot of people do that anymore. Doesn't even if it's a small big. thank you. Mm -hmm. If it's a pack of like really pretty hand towels, yeah, um, or even just a pack of pretty paper napkins, yeah, you know, just something that you can use. Oh, here's something for the next time that you host. This mm -hmm. will be a fun thing to use. Right. It's just it's a courtesy, mm -hmm. um, and it's just to say that I thank you and appreciate you for mm -hmm. welcoming me into your home and making me feel 
comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's forgotten. I think mm -hmm. people should do it more often. It is that and thank you cards. Yeah. Um, I know most people don't handwrite things anymore or send cards quite often, maybe at Christmas time, but mm -hmm. even that's dwindling. Mm -hmm. It's nice to receive that card. Just it reminds you of that event again mm -hmm. for a moment and just you're appreciated. It doesn't have to be long or complicated. Just a nice card mm -hmm. saying thank you for welcoming into your home. Yeah. You had a great time. Mm -hmm. Look forward to the next time. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to say in there, but just something small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sent, you know, within a week or so would be good. Mm -hmm. So be a thoughtful hostess. Mm -hmm. um, Pre-plan a menu that everyone will appreciate. Uh, and be a thoughtful guest. Yes. And say thank you. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. In a written note, say mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And work your way outside in, people. Outside in, it doesn't have to be with its silverware. It doesn't have to be a big discussion. No. Outside in, <laughs> your dessert uh, spoon, uh, dessert fork and spoon, usually at the top. At the top. You'll be okay. Put your napkin in your lap, yes. too. Yes. Napkin in your lap. And don't talk with your mouth full. Yes. No one needs to see that. Nobody. <laughs> Whatever you have to say can wait. Yes. Yeah. So, that was wonderful. I think those great. are some great tips. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Happy holidays to all. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure to find me at phoebespurefood.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. But phoebespurefood.com for recipes, fun destinations, and all good things to eat. So it was fun. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Phoebe.